Bucknutters, welcome to this edition of Bucknuts Almost Live. This is Sunday, July 29th, 2018. I am Dave Biddle. I am filling in for Dan Rubin, who is on assignment, meaning his kid is really good at basketball. He's at an AAU tournament somewhere. And I am joined by the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. Um, always great to talk to you, Bill. Uh, even better to talk to you this morning. Um, while the Buckeyes are having a big recruiting weekend, a lot of unofficial visits, mostly 2020 kids. Just tell the listeners what they need to know about the big recruiting weekend that the Buckeyes are having. Well, it uh, it actually started early. You know, on Wednesday they uh, hosted. That was Wednesday was the first day they could host prospects again. It was the end of the dead period uh, on July 24th, Tuesday. Uh, so they hosted Walter Rouse, who is a, an outstanding offensive lineman. Uh, the visit went great. Couldn't have gone much better, and it kind of kicked things off. Uh, the, the weekend um, has continued into Friday's big news that Cormonte Hamilton, the tight end from Tennessee, committed to Ohio State. And, you know, that's a great, great story. I mean, I, I, I've done this 30-plus years, and I've never, I don't recall, had a prospect ride on a Greyhound bus seven hours each way to earn a Ohio State scholarship offer. You know, Cremonte wanted that offer really bad. He rode a Greyhound bus all alone up to Ohio State on a Thursday night slash early uh, Friday morning, went out and all, you know, did a, had an awesome performance and earned a scholarship offer from the Buckeyes at Friday Night Lights and then got on the bus after Friday Night Lights. The Greyhound bus rode back home all through the night with an offer from the high state Buckeyes. So good for him. You know, he gets, he gets a chance to play for, for a dream school and he's going to be a Buckeye. So that was really kind of, kind of a neat story. Then, uh, uh, that headed into this weekend and high state's had a lot of great prospects on campus this weekend, including Elias Ricks, a five-star cornerback who also had a high state as a dream offer and also landed his offer yesterday from the Buckeyes. So it really has been a great weekend for Ohio state. And anything else that stands out? I mean, I know that those are especially the first story you told there. That's like one of the cooler recruiting stories I can remember. Um, anything else that really stands out about uh, this weekend so far? Well, I think uh, the, the visit from Gary Ann Hatchett. He uh, he's an offensive lineman from the state of Washington. Another guy that uh, made a long, long trip. You know, obviously uh, all the way from the West Coast to Ohio State. High State is one of his top choices, and he is outstanding. You know, he, he started his Midwest tour with a stop at Notre Dame, and then he made it to Ohio State, and then he went from Ohio State to Michigan. And High State's one of his top choices. And, you know, another kind of interesting story there is that uh, uh, he was already talking like a Buckeye after he visited Ohio State. He told me, um, you know, he, he reached out and let me know that he had just finished his Ohio State visit. And as he put it, he was on his way to visit the school up north. So you know, he left Ohio State talking like any great Buckeye fan would like him to talk. Um, and, and Ohio State's very much in the running there for Gary on Hatchet. You know, not, not easy to get a kid from the West Coast, but you know, he is most definitely interested in Ohio State. And, and then I think the other uh, kind of uh, – 
big story is that Ohio State hosted the three outstanding prospects from Washington, D.C., St. John's College um, uh, on visits. Uh, they're the 2020 kids. Hatchet's the 2020, by the way. But uh, uh, these 2020 kids are Rakeem uh, Jarrett, the wide receiver at St. John's College, as well as five-star linebacker Raquel Sherman, and then uh, the, the final one being Trey Williams, the uh, defensive lineman, uh, also at the school. So those three making their visits, uh, certainly, you know, that's that's big for Ohio State too. And then looking at the 2019 class, um, we'll talk about Cormonte Hamilton in a minute, then I'll get you out of here. But um, obviously they're sitting at 15 commitments in the 2019 class, number one class in the Big Ten, number six class nationally. Um, who are some kids that are candidates to be next? Um, I mean, hopefully Zach Harrison, if you're a Buckeye, but um, who are some other ones in addition to Harrison that could be next? Well, I think uh, Zach Harrison is the guy, of course, now everybody's looking for. And um, you know, he's, he has wanted to – uh, announce his decision, if at all possible, on his birthday, which is August 14th. So, you know, that's right around the corner. It's about two weeks away, and certainly Ohio State fans are hopeful that that, that indeed does happen. But uh, you know, after that, it's, it, it's really hard to say exactly who might be next. Um, you know, even though Ohio State has the tight end uh, in Cormonte Hamilton, you know, they're still looking at uh, Brenton Strange, who I think, is going to go ahead and take official visits uh, before he decides. But you never know. He hasn't ruled out making a decision early. It's not out of the question that Ohio State could have two tight ends in this class. We'll see how that all goes. But, uh, you know, that's a name to certainly keep in mind. And then, um, you know, what happens at wide receiver now? Um, you know, they're still certainly very interested in uh, Wandale Robinson, who remains very interested in them. Um, you know, I, he's going to likely – take official visits coming up here uh, when the season starts, but uh, uh, he's a guy to keep in mind. Um, yeah, I don't know that other than Zach Harrison, there's anybody in particular, Dave, that I would say I have on strong 2019 commitment watch for the next week or two or so, uh, but you never know. You know, All of a sudden, somebody can decide, well, it's time. And you mentioned Cormonte Hamilton. Uh, looks like a young man that's very underrated. I imagine Ohio State's coaching staff does not believe he is merely the 30th best tight end in the country and the 718th best player in the country. Kid out of Memphis, Tennessee. A little short for a tight end, but uh, you know, six foot two, 263 pounds. I know one of the best tight ends in football is Delaney Walker. Um, you know, of the Tennessee Titans, he's got almost the exact same measurables. Um, what do you make of the Cormonte Hamilton commitment? Do you think uh, his ranking is likely to rise precipitously. I, I think he is a bit underrated. Um, you know, and I, he's a, a guy that uh, has everything, in my opinion, except the prototype height. You know, and, and again, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, that's important. Don't get me wrong. How, how tall you are and, and how much you weigh, those, th- those things are important. But the bit, most important thing is can you play? And Cormonte Hamilton can play. And then you got on top of that the fact that he just wanted so badly to be a Buckeye and earn that scholarship offer and be a Buckeye. And that's important, too. Um, and also keep in mind that while he is a tight end, he's also an H-back. You know, they they recruited him as a tight end H-back. Uh, so he's a guy that could do different things for them um, rather than just line up and, and, say, be a blocking tight end. He can do different things for him. And, and they have looked for an H-back type guy, and they've got a good one in Hamilton. 
Great stuff, as always, from the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. Really appreciate it, Dean. Uh, go knock him down on the softball field today. Well, it's going to be a going to be an interesting day. After thousands of games of coaching my kids, uh, whatever this day ends game-wise will be the last game I ever coach one of my kids because this is my youngest one, and she's headed into her senior year of college softball. So it's going to be an interesting day. That's wild. Over a thousand games coached. You're the man, Dean. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Take care, Dave. Have a great day. And now we welcome in the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. Champ, how you doing this morning? Oh, spectacular, Mr. Biddle. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing wonderful as well. Um, camp kicks off this Friday. Uh, we're going to be there in the morning. Um, actually, it's going to be an afternoon practice. I'm so used to being in the morning. It's going to be an afternoon practice this Friday when the Buckeyes kick off camp. Uh, there's so many things that are going to be happening. But what are some things you're going to be most interested in seeing this Friday, Bax? I want to see what T-shirt everyone wears for the hotel arrival pictures that I'm sure we'll have plenty of. No, um, I'm looking forward to see kind of a lot of things that, that progress here in camp. Uh, I want to see if Tough Borland really is going to be available like Irvin insinuated because that would help with the linebackers. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to see how the rotation works out with the receivers. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see, you know, how the whole quarterback situation plays out in that does Tate Martell have a package built in for him or is it going to be pure asking time? Um, you know, and, and here's the thing about camp. There are always surprises that maybe we don't realize going in, but then, you know, something happens where you're like, oh, wow, he's going to be in this role or whatever. So I, I really want to know what that surprise is. And by definition, you can't guess what that is, but, does that mean that, you know, people talk about how DeMario McCall is just killing it in camp and he's going to have a bigger role beyond just kick returns this year? Uh, you know, what is that going to be? So uh, there's a bunch of stuff to watch. Um, I think the most interesting thing, too, that a lot of us aren't going to be be really able to tell until games start is the linebacker rotation because we don't really know who's going to start. We don't even know who's available at this point. Heck, we're talking about Dante Booker being part of the rotation now, and I think everybody had written him off not too long ago. So yeah, there's just there's so much there that is going to be interesting to see play out. But let's face it, we're only going to get to see a little bit of camp. It's not like the media gets to watch every practice. Like this is the Pete Carroll USC Trojans of the mid-2000s. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But I know we're all ready to see football finally start back up again. No doubt about that. Um I like talking about football, but I much prefer watching football, um, even practice. Practice. Yes, practice. Um, it's the first time I've talked to you since the Brian Hartline news came down. Um, just your thoughts on Brian Hartline replacing Zach Smith as wide receiver coach. Well, one thing Brian Hartline has that Zach Smith doesn't is the ability to look at these players and go, hey, guys, you really need to listen to me. I know what the hell I'm talking about because I've done it. I mean, what Brian Hartline's career is, I think any of these receivers on this roster right now would take it in a heartbeat, right? A guy who won Big Ten titles and started at Ohio State, was an early entry guy to the NFL, and then succeeded at the NFL level. And I mean, he signed that big contract. It was worth like $30 million when he was in the NFL. So, you know, Hartline's not here for, for any reason other than that he enjoys it. It's not like he needs the money or anything. Um, he, and clearly he's done well enough. We've heard enough good things that he's a good coach. And now not all former, you know, good players or coaches. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned the bucket of bullets. Look at Wayne Gretzky's track record as a head coach, right? It's horrifying. Um, even though he's the greatest hockey player ever to live, this side of Mario Lemieux. But 
you know, with with Heartline, every single one of those guys in that room is going to listen more because he's done it. And that cachet of, you know, literally having walked the path that these guys are trying to walk is going to do a lot for him in terms of getting the players to buy in what he says. So uh, I think I'm excited to see what Heartline can do. And it's kind of crazy that he's on the coaching staff because it feels like it wasn't that long ago he just left OSU. So, you know, I think it's a good thing for OSU. I think there's a lot of things about this that I can tell you we're not going to be as concerned about what Brian Hartline puts on Twitter either. <laughs> um, and what do you make of uh, Urban Meyer not um, fully naming Dwayne Haskins a starter? I mean, he said, you know, if we had a game today, Dwayne's a starter, but there's still 30 – days left and 25 practices and all that they've trimmed down the practices to 25 um i think that's probably just him wanting to keep Dwayne motivated as well as like anoint him as the starter but some people have asked well wait a minute does tate martell have a chance here i really don't think so i think Dwayne haskins is clearly the guy but what do you make of urban kind of stopping short of naming Dwayne haskins the starting quarterback well aside from making him earn it for the first time i think he's also leaving the door open to keep tate martell happy if you're Tate, you're not going to be happy coming into this camp and being told you you're automatically the backup when you don't even have a chance to compete. And I do think Urban needs to make sure he keeps Martell happy as well. Because right now, you've got a guy coming up with an ACL injury and Matthew Baldwin is your other quarterback. So you want Martell to be happy, and you want Martell to think he has a shot where if he has a great camp and he can earn his way in. Remember what he said last year when he got to OSU? He was like, yeah, if I don't play, it's my fault. Right? It's not, well, JT's here, and JT's been the starter forever, and JT's going to start. He's like, if I don't play, it's my fault because I didn't play well enough. So from that mindset, I think that means that Urban needs to say this is an open competition, even if we all know it's 99% going to be Dwayne Haskins. I mean, I suppose there's some crazy scenario where Tate Martell ends up starting that doesn't involve a Haskins injury, which those are words you don't want to say at all. But I think this is just keeping the iron sharp with these guys, no more, no less. Great stuff, as always, from the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Thank you for getting up early this Sunday, Bax. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Also, thank you to the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. Thanks, everybody. Hope everybody has a great Sunday. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.